0: This series on prayer has been great. I've talked to so many people that have just enjoyed learning a little bit more about prayer each week. So let me review just a little bit, just in case you've been out. Okay, The first week, what we did was we laid a great foundation, and we talked through a time when Jesus gave us a few do's and don'ts when it comes to prayer right? And he was like, basically he said, don't babble on and on and on and don't use fancy words. Nobody likes that. The people around you don't like it. God doesn't even like it, you know. But when you pray, he said, do pray to them. Do get alone with them. And then when you pray, make sure that you're praying for God's will to be done in your life. So it was like this good foundation from Christ as as to the do's and don'ts when it comes to prayer. Then the second week, what we did was we looked at something that Paul taught us in the New Testament about how to pray without ceasing. Like just to pray all day long. To make prayer part of our daily routine where we're just popping up prayers as much as we possibly can. And what we did was we looked at the Lord's Prayer. And we applied that to our daily routine. Because, you know, Jesus didn't give us the Lord's Prayer just so we could recite it. No, no, no. He gave it to us as a guide. And so we said, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if the Lord's Prayer just kind of guided us throughout the day? And so I don't know how many of these you remember but when we looked at the Lord's Prayer, we said, you know what? Get up with gratitude. We said, at breakfast, bless his name. We said, mid-morning, remember what matters most before your day gets away from you. At lunch, list your needs. Five o'clock, ask for forgiveness because usually by five, I've done something, you've done something, probably needs to be forgiven for the day. And then in twilight hours, pray for the temptations that we face. And then before you go to bed, end your day with an encouraging thought about God. And we thought, man, this just it, it was so good just to have something to kind of guide us through the day. So, so the first week was do's and don'ts. Second week was a guide throughout the day. The third week, last week, we talked about praying for healing. How do we pray for those healing moments? And I said, you know what, this is bigger than just physical healing. Usually when we talk about prayers of healing, we think, well, just a physical nature. But you know what truth is? I man, we've got a lot of things in our life that need to be restored, that need healing not just physical things, but healing within our family, healing within our finances, healing within our relationships, healing at work. And so we looked at all that, and we said, you know what? Sometimes even the healing that we're after is bigger than us. Maybe it doesn't have to do anything with us, but maybe we're praying. Maybe you're like me, and you're praying for healing in this nation, right? Or healing within the United Methodist Church, like those things. So we said, you know, what do you do? And then we looked at Second Chronicles, and we were like, man, God gave us the perfect formula we need when it comes to praying for those moments that need healing, right? So we looked at it, and we said, God said that we need to humble ourselves. We need to ask him. We need to turn our attention to him, and then seek his will in our life. And if we do that, God promises to hear, to forgive, and to heal. Okay, so that's kind of a review. If you missed any of those, go back. They're all up online. They're all on the app. You can go and check, um, catch up with us. Now, today, this has all been kind of building, okay? Each week, we've been talking about how to pray, how to pray, how to pray, what to pray, right? And how to do it so that God hears you and God responds. It, you know, It's just placing ourselves in a better position to receive God's blessing, right? How do we do that when it comes to prayer? But today is probably one of the most difficult ones to talk about. Because we're going to talk about what do we do when God says no. Like, when we're praying, and what if we're doing all the do's and don'ts right? Right? And what if, you know, we're praying for healing like we're supposed to? Right? But God still says no. Like, what do we do with that? What do we do with that? You know, we don't like being told no. And it's hard. It's hard to reconcile sometimes how this idea of a good and loving God can also tell me no, or how do I live with the idea that God may be saying no to my requests? Because we don't like being told no. I remember when Abby was little and we'd go out to eat, we'd always place her in one of those high chairs right next to the table, and she always wanted croutons off of our salad. That was her thing. She loved it. And so every time we'd get a salad, she, she'd hold her little hand out, and we'd always give her a couple of croutons. And I remember one time we were out to eat. I can't remember where we were, but she, you know, we got our salads, and we're all hungry, and we're ready to eat, and she held out her little hand. And I said, no, not yet. Not yet. We got to pray first. So, no, not yet. Let's pray. So we all bowed our heads, and we folded our hands. And I will admit... I did not close my eyes, okay, which is a big no-no when it comes to praying. But I was hungry, and I was looking at that salad, and I was thinking, man, this is going to be so good. And so I'm looking at the salad, and I'm praying, and as I'm praying, I see this little hand come across the table. And she steals two croutons and takes it back. And I close my prayer with saying, and God, please forgive my child for taking two croutons when she knows I said no. But we don't like being told no, right? And even when we get older, it's hard. And especially when it comes to God, like I said before, right? Especially when it comes to those moments in life that are important. And I'll just be honest with y'all. God has recently told me no on a few things that I've been praying for. I've had three different requests. One situation that came up very suddenly with a uh, sweet family and a uh, prayed for it, and um, God did not answer that in the way that I thought maybe he should have. Um, another situation that I've been praying with for a family for years, and I got no on that one. And then I've been praying for something else that just seems to needed a resolution, this situation that just doesn't seem to be getting better. And in all these prayers, I've been told no. I want you to know that this is something that everybody struggles with. And what's hard with this is that we read in Scripture of all the times that God says that he'll say yes. Like we read all these Scriptures where God tells us to come to Him, and God will answer our prayers. Look at these two pieces in the New Testament, one in John. John, Jesus says, yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. That's not a big no, that's a big yes there at the beginning if we just ask. And then in Matthew, he says, you can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Which makes me read this verse, and it's like, God, I feel like I've got the faith. Like, I feel like I'm trusting you. Why aren't you moving, and why aren't you guiding, and why aren't you giving me what I think is what I need? And it's hard sometimes to wrap our heads around no with pieces of Scripture like this. When it seems like God wants to say yes, then why doesn't he? And I want you to know, this isn't just something that I struggle with. This isn't something that you struggle with. It's also something that people in Scripture struggled with. Do you know that there are some important times in the Bible when God actually told his people no? When God told some important people no? There were the children of Israel. You remember that story? The children of Israel, when they left Pharaoh behind and they're walking around in the desert for 40 years, wandering They get to the edge of the promised land. They're ready to go in. And Moses is ready to lead them in. And God says, no. No. After all that time, no. Not yet. And God even tells Moses, no. You can go back and read those stories in Numbers. There's another uh, recap of it in Hebrews. And then there's another story of a guy named Paul in the New Testament. Some of you know who Paul is. Paul. Man, he wrote like half the New Testament. Like, he wrote so many books in the Bible. Surely God always told him, yes, but yet Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians. He says that there was something happening in his life. He called it a thorn in his side, and he asked God to take it away, and God said, no. And God told him, no. Not now. And then the most intense example of all is Jesus, of course. we got to go to Jesus. God's son praying in the garden of Gethsemane. Y'all know that piece of scripture in Luke 22 where we see the humanity of Jesus coming out and he knows what's coming up and yet he asked God to take the cup away from him, right? The book of Hebrews puts it this way. It says, while Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers His heavenly Father heard him. And did God spare his son? No. Even though he pleaded with loud cries and tears, and we read in the Gospels that tears were so much that they were like drops of blood. He was so intense about it. And yet we know that he said no because God had a plan to redeem all of creation through his death and resurrection. But what I'm trying to point out here is that we're not alone in this struggle. When this happens and God says no, what this can be for us is a great test of our faith. What God is ultimately asking every one of us is are you going to trust me? Like, are you going to trust me? And that I know what's ahead. So we gotta deal with this question. Like what do you do in those times when God says no? particularly in those times where something tragic happens or when the unexplained happens, when our dreams are dashed or our longings go unfulfilled. So what I want to do this morning is I want to do two things with you. If you got your message notes, go ahead and open those up in the app. Those of you online, um, go ahead and open up those message notes as well, and you can follow along with us. What I want to do is I want to walk through two things with you this morning. One, I want to start by giving you some possible reasons God may be saying no. There are a lot of reasons that God could be saying no in your life. I'm going to give you three common ones, okay? We could talk more, but I don't want to keep you here forever today, so I'm going to give you the top three. Um, Then I'm going to talk about what do you do when you feel like God isn't answering your prayers? Like, how do you keep moving forward? What do you do next? Okay, so let's jump into this. Number one, let me give you three possible reasons. Number one is this. God has a bigger perspective. If God is saying no right now, he might have a bigger perspective. Sometimes he'll say no because he sees things that you can't see. God sees the whole picture in life, and we don't. We have a very, very limited perspective, and some of us have an even more limited perspective than others. We just only see what's right in front of us. It's like walking up to somebody that's putting together a puzzle, and they're just starting that puzzle, and they've got a few pieces, and they've got this image right here, and to you when you're walking by, it doesn't look like anything. It looks ugly. It looks incomplete, but yet you don't know what the picture is supposed to be, but the person sitting down does, and they're not done yet, right? they have a bigger perspective they know how beautiful it's going to be hebrews 4:13 says this says there is nothing that can be hid from god everything in all of creation is exposed he sees it all and lies open before his eyes you may not see it but god does and sometimes he doesn't answer our prayers because he sees what we don't see and he knows that every yes from him, every answer from him is a chain reaction, right? So he knows the effects of every yes, and sometimes he'll give it, but he also knows the effects of a no. So the fact is, when I ask God for something, I can't see all the implications. I can't see all the consequences. I can't see all the results. I don't know what good or bad there's going to be, what's going to be set in motion, but God does, right? And sometimes he says no because he has a bigger perspective. Think about Daniel in the Bible for just a minute. Everybody remembers Daniel in the lion's den. Don't you think that when Daniel realized that he was going to go into that lion's den, don't you think he prayed God would keep him out of it? God, keep me out of that. Keep me out of that pit, man. If you keep me out of that pit, I will build Habitat for Humanity houses the rest of my life, right? That's what we would pray, right? God, I'll build all them houses. I'll volunteer every week, right? But God said no. God allowed the lions then, but he shut the mouths of the lions, right? Bigger story. Much bigger perspective of what was going to happen and what he, what he wanted to do. So sometimes we just got to trust God then in the middle of whatever we're going through, the middle of whatever we're praying about, realizing that God does have a bigger perspective. The second thing we got to remember is that God has a better plan. God always has a better plan. And here's what I mean by that. God might be willing to answer your prayers, just not the way you want them to, okay? God might be saying no to your ideas so that he can say yes to his plan. Isaiah 55 puts it this way. I like this. It says, the plan of mine is not what you think would work out. Neither are my thoughts the same as your thoughts. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than yours. This is God speaking to us. Man, my ways are not your ways. I have a bigger, I've got a better plan. Man, I know. And and, and check this out. The, the, The word I want you to focus on is ways. And I want you to see that it's plural. And what this means is that God has different ways of doing something. Unlike you and unlike me. Because when I get in a situation and I'm praying for something, I only see one way out. And I'm praying for this way and I'm praying for God to do this and for God to move here. Right? Not only am I good at telling God what I want, but I'm good at telling him how I want it. Right? That's what we do. But God's ways are unlimited. He, he has many ways. He's never forced into just one idea. God may have a better plan than what you're thinking about right now. And, and you know what else when it comes to this? The the better plan in life? Sometimes, sometimes God's better plan is a delayed answer. And he will delay. And he will wait for his timing because he knows that in the middle of that, there's substantial growth for us. You know, it's like we talked about uh, last week. God is not this cosmic genie or this, you know, slot machine where we just pull the lever and we automatically get an answer. That's not how God works sometimes. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But he knows that when he makes us wait, or that when we feel like we have to wait, there's growth that happens. So sometimes he'll delay things a little bit. And it's his way of saying, we're going to go slow so that you can grow. So as you're thinking about this, just remember, he's got a better plan. His ways are unlimited. There's a great example of this in Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. For those of y'all that aren't familiar with this chapter, it's all about the great heroes of faith. And you go and read that chapter and you haven't read it in a while, go back and read it this afternoon. It's just like this person did this and they had great faith and then this person did this and they had great faith. And it's just like this, just this mausoleum of just all these great and important people in the Bible. And it says this at the end, look at this in Hebrews 11. And it says all of them pleased God because of their faith, but they still died without being given what they had been promised. This was because God had something better in store. They still didn't get everything they wanted, and the reason is because God had something better in store. So sometimes a no means no because God's got something else in mind. Sometimes he just wants to delay things a little bit because the better plan that he has in mind is more growth on your part. Either way, we just got to learn to trust him through it. The third thing, the third thing I want to bring up of why you might be getting a no is that God has a greater purpose, okay? And you see, this only makes sense when you understand that God has a plan and a purpose for every person in here. And you know what? Here, here's the deal. He doesn't want your prayers interfering with his purpose, okay? Okay, he doesn't want what you want to interfere with what he wants for your life, Because his ways are better. We already said that, right? He's already got a plan, and he's already got a purpose laid out for you, and he's not going to let you, and he doesn't want you to get in the way of that plan. It's just like raising kids. You know, I'm I'm just bragging on Say being up here and singing uh, this morning. But, you know, when our girls were little and they were growing up, we had a plan. We had a purpose for them, just like every parent does. We we want them to grow up healthy. We want them to grow up educated. We want them to grow up knowing and loving Jesus Christ, right? just like anybody in here would. So if they ever ask for anything that was outside that plan, outside that purpose for their life, we're not gonna give it to them. Because we have something better in store. We gotta remember that God is a good father that cares for us just like we're his children. And he's got a plan for your life, a good plan. In fact, it's so awesome because scripture says that God is so good at giving out his plan and giving that to us, that he'll even take those bad moments those moments that we don't see coming, those moments that really confuse us, those moments that devastate us, those moments that we don't know what God's doing or why this is happening. And God, God in Scripture, He says, listen, 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 I still have a plan for you. In this broken world and you've got free will and these things happen and this world has fallen and you make these choices, but it doesn't stop the fact that I've got a plan and, and I've got a purpose to get you somewhere. So he promises to get us there if, if we trust him. And in the middle of that, he'll even take the bad to work out his plan. First Peter puts it this way. Peter, one of the disciples of Christ, he says, these trials that we go through, they'll show that your faith is genuine. When you're walking through that, you don't understand, and you stay true to God, man, man. It shows your faith is genuine. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it'll bring you much praise and glory and honor for God. It's an opportunity to show our faith that God, even when we're getting a no, even when we don't understand, even when it seems like God is delaying his response, man, I'm going to stay faithfully committed. And when we do, man, it's just an opportunity to show our faith in God. And we'll be rewarded for that. So right now, if it feels like you're hitting the head, hitting your head on a wall, and you just can't seem to find the answer, it's just not happening or it's happening too slow, and you just don't understand it. Anytime you feel discouraged, just remember these three things. Man, maybe God's got a bigger perspective. Maybe he's protecting you. Maybe he's got a better plan. Maybe he's got a greater purpose for you. Now, what do you do, though? Like, those all sound well and good. And I can take those with me and I can try to store that away, right? But what do I do right now when my feelings are high and I'm emotional right now because God's not coming through and I don't know what to expect. And I don't know if I'm getting a no, but I'm definitely getting a delay. What do I do next? Let me give you 3 things if you're in the middle of that time. What do you do when God seems to be saying no? Number 1, I want you to trust that God is good. Trust that God is good. Trust that everything he does and everything that he doesn't do, that God is still good and that God still loves you no matter what. And you got to remember, God doesn't do anything evil in this world. God doesn't add to the wickedness that this world already has. Instead, Scripture constantly reminds us that no matter what happens in life, he is good and that he loves us. Here's a few verses that go along with that. Look at these. It says, all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. It also says in Romans, we know that in everything, everything that happens, God works for good of those who love him. Now, here's why we need to remember this. Here's why we need to remember what the Bible teaches us is because anything, anytime anything goes wrong or when we're not getting our way and we're not understanding man, Satan is so quick to jump in. And Satan wants to confuse us. And Satan wants to just jump in and say, see, God isn't paying attention. God doesn't care about you. God doesn't love you. God doesn't have a plan for your life. God is checked out. And scripture reminds us in 1 Peter that Satan is a liar. Listen, I don't have to understand everything about God to know that he's good and that he's loving, right? Whatever the answer is, For my life, it's not going to change how I view God in my life. So, whether God answers my prayers or not, the way I see it is when I I have, when I pray for something that I want, I've got three responses if I'm getting a no. I can either resist it, I can resent it, or I can relax in it. I can resist it, I can resent it, or I can relax in it. And let me tell you, if I go to those two two options, if I resist it or resent it, man, all that's going to do is lead to rebellion. And I'm just going to get angry. And I'm just going to want to take my toys and go home and not deal with this anymore. And I'm just going to get aggravated with God. And I'm just going to turn my attention away from God, which is not what he wants. But when I learn to relax in him and remember that he has my best interests at heart, And that he can still work some good in the middle of whatever is going on. That he is still good and that he still loves me. It changes. It changes everything. So we got to remember, even if we're getting a delay or even if it seems to be a no right now, we got to remember in the middle of it, God is good and he loves me. The second thing we got to do is we got to pray like Jesus we got to learn to pray like Jesus. And what I want to do is I want to go back to that story of Jesus praying in the garden. The garden of Gethsemane, when he is praying that God will remove this from him, he knows exactly what's coming up. He knows that he's going to be whipped. He knows he's going to be tortured. He knows he's going to be hanging on the cross. He knows of the crucifixion that's coming. And yet he's asking God to take it away. And God says no. But in the middle of that, How does he pray? Let me show you how he prays. And I think this is a good guide for us. He says, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. Let me show you a few things that I've highlighted here. Number one, everything is possible. When he prays, he is reminded that God can do everything. He gives God glory. He affirms God's power. He looks up to God and he says, God, I know you're capable. I know you're more than capable. I know you're powerful over everything. You can do this if you choose. And that's a great way to start your prayers. God, everything is possible for you. And then the second thing he does is he prays with passion. He says, please, Please God. And when you read his prayers, and we already talked about how he sweated those drops of blood, you could see the passion that was emanating from him in this moment, right? And I think that it's great for us to come and take our pleas to God with great passion. That's great because sometimes God will move, and oftentimes he will move. And there are times that he might not. But he wants us to come with him with our passion. And then the last thing he did is does is he affirms the will of God he affirms God's plan and he says you know what Jesus realizing that this moment is much bigger he just says you know not what I want right now but I want your will to be done and when we learn to pray like that when we learn to start our prayers off saying God you're powerful." you're so great and I'm not in the grand scheme. And I know that you know everything and I know you know what's coming ahead. And, and then and when you plead to him and you come to him, and you keep coming to him. And then when you affirm the fact that you just want his will to be done in your life, even if that means a no, then that puts a smile on our heavenly father. That's when he knows, when you pray like this, that you're really trusting him for whatever may come next. So, pray like Jesus through it. And then the last thing to do, the last thing, the third thing, is to expect God's grace. In the middle of whatever you're going through, expect God's grace. Expect His grace and His power and His strength to handle whatever's happening, okay? Whatever situation you're facing, even when it's painful. Let me go back to Paul for just a minute. Paul, in the New Testament, when he, it it says that whatever that thorn was in his side, and people have talked about this, and they have, uh, there's many ideas of what that thorn may have been. Most people believe that it was something that he struggled with his whole life. And in 1 Corinthians, it just says, Paul said, I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and God said no. And God would not remove it. And God would not take this away from me. But yet, when he looked back on that request, he writes this. Look at this. He says, three different times, I begged, I pleaded, just like we said before, the Lord had taken away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. And my power, it works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness. I love that. He says in this verse, he's like, you know what? Now now I don't even push that away. In fact, those moments that are hard, I kind of welcome them into my life. Like even when I'm going through something tough, I know that this is probably even going to be a good thing because it means I get more of his grace. And I get more of his strength. And the promise of God is to give me more of his power to help me through this. So even when you're getting a delayed response, even when you're getting no, please, please, in the middle of that, what you can expect and the promise that we have from Scripture is that you get more of God's grace to help you through. So what are you praying for right now that just hasn't happened yet? If you got prayers that are going unanswered, I'm sorry that you're going through that moment right now. And some of you, I realize that we get to this last sermon, and you're like, man, it's been hard coming in here week after week after week and hearing about prayers because my prayers just don't seem to be working, and I'm hitting nothing when I'm praying, you know, and it's just, my, my prayers don't seem to be e- even leaving the room, much less making their way up to God. And if that's you, I, I, just, want, I just want you to know there are some possibilities. You know, Maybe God does have a bigger perspective for you. Maybe he's protecting you from something that you can't even see. Maybe he's got a better plan for you and your family. But whatever's happening right now, please remember that God is good, that he still loves you, he still has a purpose for you, and right now he is working on you and he promises to give you the grace and the power that you need to keep moving forward. So the only question That we have to answer. Is in the middle of those prayers. Where I just don't know if I'm going to get the answer I want. The question then becomes. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Let's pray together. God. We thank you. God we thank you for hearing us. When we pray to you God. We pray. Praise you for loving us and for caring for us like you do. And God, we just acknowledge that you are Lord over everything. God, and you are in control of all things. So God, we bring our request to you. And realizing, God, we, we don't fully know what's next. And, and scripture reminds us that we don't even know what to pray for sometimes. And we, we sometimes, honestly, God, we have a difficult time trying to understand why Some prayers go unanswered. Or why sometimes we aren't getting what we want. So, God, help remind us this morning that you have a bigger perspective. That you might be working on a better plan for us. That you may have a greater purpose for us. Because you are the God of infinite ways. So, in the meantime, God, what we're going to do is we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep praying just like Jesus taught us to pray. And we'll always remember that you're good and that we can expect your grace to be poured out in our lives because your grace, God, is made perfect in our weakness. And we thank you for that. Jesus, we love you. It's in your name we pray these things. Amen. Amen.